this is a warning, this podcast is not suitable to be listened to around kids and probably not even out loud at the office. (laughs) We cuss a lot, we drink during the recording, and we touch on some very adult subjects. We recommend listening when the kids aren't around or when you have headphones. Thanks guys, bye. This is Jen, and this is the Let's Chat Paranormal Podcast. I'm here with my brother, Eric, and Jesse. Say hi, guys. What's going on? And we are here to talk about ghost towns. Yes. Lost cities. Yeah. Not Atlantis. That's kind of (laughs) hard. Yeah. I I remember you wanted to tackle that, but... Yeah. Yeah, That's like a whole episode type thing. Yeah. The amount uh, of lunacy that goes with that. Yeah. I really tried, and then once there was just... I was like, that's too many facts, and I can't handle it, so... And that's not even like diving into like the historical figures who've gone to look for the damn thing. Yeah. Like, it's just crazy. And then yeah. you got to get biblical with it and you got to, yeah. oh, yeah. That's not going to happen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, uh, thanks for joining us here today. Uh, if you want to find us on Facebook and Instagram, both of those are Let's Chat Paranormal. If you want to send in your stories to be read on the podcast, it's Let's Chat Paranormal at gmail.com. And uh, we will be at a couple of different events coming up. We're going to be at the kings of horror uh mother's day show which is may kings 1st. or queens it's queens or well the event organizer is kings of horror but the event is called queens of horror and then the following one we'll be at is also the other kings of horror where the crypt keeper uh voice actor will be yes so my wife didn't tell me she was gonna go <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna slap you for her um <laughs> Anyways, um, I know no way I like it when she talks to me like that. <laughs> uh, in previous episodes, I was mentioning about uh, having a flea market stand. I'm actually just going to let that go just because uh, I want to focus more on markets because I feel like that's where our audience is really more than just at the flea market. But anywho's aside from that, just keep an eye on our page to see what shows we're going to be at um it was still nice to meet all those people right oh yeah we we met some people but ultimately i was also trying to sell art and we got more stories than people buying art (laughs) (laughs) well granted we didn't stay long yeah i guess so but anyways um yeah so creepy updates i know i have one i do not have one aside from just my life oh my gosh (laughs) (laughs) i know me and jesse have a, a kind of combined creepy update um (laughs) y'all are co-op creeping yes Uh, so i don't remember what night it was that i want to say it was like maybe sunday night early monday morning and it was me and sal in the bed and i woke up like at 1 30 or 2 uh to go pee and like i literally like was getting out of bed when i heard something fall on the other side of the room and i was like what the fuck and uh when i turned on the light to see what it was it was one of jesse's action figures in the box in the middle of the room and like it had to clear a good i don't know maybe like four feet to like land in the middle so of the room the way i have them arranged they're all neatly tucked yeah into each other yeah, yeah. so they oh, don't they so don't... it had to like be slid out yes I, I don't know what it had to have done but it because did it they're so it's a retro card and then they're box cards and like they stack up perfectly to press up against each other so they form like a tightly knit you know yeah, like they aren't supposed to move and like it's the middle of the night. And then also in this room, like our floor is concrete. Like me getting out of bed is not going to like shake any wall or move any right, like floorboards right, right. or anything. Like there's no way me like just getting out of bed was going to create Affect anything. Yeah. yeah if yeah. anything, it's just going to absorb into the concrete. Yeah. 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 So that was a bit weird. Um, But then Jesse has like two other incidents that kind of coincide with that so if you want to share that those okay so 
that same day, I want to say maybe the evening after we were we had came back from doing all our, you know, what we call adulting out there. <laughs> Grocery shopping. Yeah, we came back in and I was like, you know what, let me go to the back room and get something. And as soon as I opened the back room, it smelled like someone had been smoking a cigarette back there. Ooh, again. Yes, and I, and I was like, what the fuck? I was like, dude, it literally smells like someone just put out a cigarette back here. And I came back in and I said, hey, this that cigarette smell in the back. And she's like, oh, shit. I was like, yeah, that's kind and, of and I'd concerning. Like to, yeah, I'd like to point out I don't smoke cigarettes. Um, Not anymore. N- yeah, it's been literally years. I remember I snagged a cigarette from you in high school and I didn't know it was a fucking lucky strike and I was dying and shit. <laughs> Anyways, I don't smoke cigarettes. So before anybody's like, oh, it just it's just residual smoke on Jen's clothes. No, I, I don't smoke cigarettes. And really, Jesse rarely does it's, either. Yeah, it's like a very far and few kind of thing. Only when Eric's here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other one. Um, uh, so, yeah, that happened. She had the cigarette smoke and... Oh, I had the cigarette smoke. She had the thing. And when, when she says it cleared, it cleared like way half across the I took the a room. picture. I'm going to upload it. Oh, okay. And I was all like, what the fuck? I was all like, and then they, not only that, they picked like the, the one that's the most valuable <laughs> out of all of them to throw on the ground. <laughs> fuck this toy in particular. Yeah. And I was all like, <laughs> I literally, when I said it, I was like, in my head, I was like, fuck you. <laughs> I was like, how dare you? I don't go to your side of the fucking house and start moving shit around <laughs> uh, disrespectfully i'm gonna go take a dump on your side of the house. yeah yeah i was like i try to keep it in good quality so anyways i she uh that happened and she left and i was standing right here in the where we record and i was getting my uh water jug filled for the day taking my allergy medicine my heartburn medicine and i'm just like chilling and then i'm like i think i was messaging her like hey you know did you make it to work safe or whatever and i hear a squeak okay yeah and like lola's over there and i see her because she's like on the the rim of the couch and she's like and i look at her too like because we're like did you squeak (laughs) and then the chain busts off of that clown uh thing and it it slides down it doesn't even fall that's what was the weirdest part like it's as soon as it squeaked we looked at each other and went and like it just slid down didn't even like (laughs) fall hard (laughs) oh shit and i was like uh it looks like it's looking at you too (laughs) my sad baby clown rug (laughs) yeah and i was like okay pay no mind to why my sister hung a rug on the wall it's art but anyways um (laughs) yeah nice very nice well i think uh i think those are our only creepy updates because it's been a while since i actually like had something weird or just saged the house or or Uh, cleansed the house it's been like a while already so that should kind of tell us hey you gotta gotta do something the other day i was startled i heard moaning in my bedroom and i sure as hell knew it wasn't coming from any of us (laughs) oh my god so i was you know i was pretty startled and (laughs) concerned Hey, what's going on in there? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, that was the thing. I was in there, too. And I was like, well, I'm not doing it. (laughs) (laughs) Anywho. I'm not allowed to have fun in here. No one's supposed to have fun. (laughs) How do you know? (laughs) All righty. Your nails look very nice. Thanks. Sal picked them out. (laughs) I like that color. Thanks. Um, All right, guys. So uh, go ahead and relax. We're about to start talking about some... Oh, ghost towns. Uh, me and Eric had to rock, paper, scissor it just to figure <laughs> out to who, who's going to go first. And it's me. So just sit back and get ready and have a good night. Wait, wait, wait. What? Does your town have any brothels? It does. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> She's uh, you like, you picked the right one. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. All right. All right. About 30 minutes north of the bustling city of Houston is a quaint little town named Old Town Spring. Mainly a tourist destination, the town is filled with small shops and restaurants and maintains a unique small town feel to this day. I know you're saying, Jen, I thought you were supposed to be covering ghost towns. Well, I am. 
So, Old Town Spring also boasts the title of Ghost Capital of Texas. Nice. Yeah, I've I've never heard of our Ghost Capital. No, hell no, I haven't. So there are there (laughs) are there fifty Ghost Capitals? (laughs) Um. So, anyways, I'm gonna visit them all. Oh gosh. So by day, Old Town Spring is occupied by the living, going to and fro in their silly little daily tasks, making business as usual. But at night, the whole small town shuts down. The shops and restaurants close and become deserted. And why? Because many of the buildings are apparently haunted and the land is cursed. Wait, 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 Jen. Why? There you go. Just, oh, wait. Why? (laughs) Oh, my God, no. (laughs) You put bro Jen back, please. Not, I had to take a deep breath. Episode. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's the simple seven up. It's getting to me. <laughs> it made you simple. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> um, before the town was settled in 1840 by people of German descent, the land used to be occupied by the. Oh gosh, I'm so sorry. I'm going to butcher this. A, a cock. A cock. Oh fuck! <laughs> a yeah, kakisa, <laughs> a native group. I was, I practiced this earlier, and I was like, "Yeah, girl, you doing it?" Nope. A kakisa. Yeah, there we go. A kakisa. A cock. Oh my god! And I'm leaving that in. Don't tell me to edit that out. I right. totally a kako. A Akokisa. There we go. I'm just yeah. going to do it phonetically. Yeah, I was like, you sounded like, uh, what is it, Jimmy from uh, South Park? <laughs> oh Anyways, a native group who were said to be cannibalistic. As the settlers pushed the natives out of their land, the land was cursed. Ghost tour guides now say that every time a tree is cut down to make improvements or an addition is made to a building, a fire starts there. What the shit? Yeah, I know. Like, what is that, two or three hundred years later and, like, they're still setting fires? Don't ask me to do math. Um, most notably is the Wanchi Brothers Cafe that is said to be hunted by its original owner, Uncle Charlie Wanchi. In 1902, oh. this establishment was used as a hotel, brothel, yes. and saloon. But then was sold and made into a cafe the in 1949. Trifecta. Yeah, I gotta say, that is the holy trifecta <laughs> of the West, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah shit. Um, Wenchi is said to be a somewhat trickster-type ghost, often messing with the staff on site by holding uh, closed doors, messing with the electronics, moving silverware, flipping chairs over, and walking around on the second floor that is off-limits. In 2015, a fire broke out in the building by undetermined causes. It only affected the new construction and only caused smoke damage to the original part of the building. Ah, very Mm. intentional, sounds like. In February 2021, the cafe reopened, so Wunchy Brothers Cafe is up and running. Another notable location is a historic building called Mallet's. Here is where a bank was that is said to have been robbed by Bonnie and Clyde. Oh, snap. And even has a bullet hole to back up its authenticity. <laughs> I just imagine people just going and sticking their fingers in there. <laughs> Stop fingering the bullet hole. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't know why we can't just shoot up your house and say Bonnie and Clyde shot it. Because we're not a bank. There ain't no money here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Please help us. <laughs> help me, I'm poor. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Pe- this operation is held together with duct tape and high hopes. Yeah. <laughs> and alcohol. <laughs> and alcohol. <laughs> um, people say that they now hear voices of the past clerks who worked there, shadows cast by unseen figures and items that regularly go missing. This town, though small, also has a dark past. There is a hanging tree that sits behind Doring Court, and the judge who lived on the second floor in life is said to still occupy his room. On this tree, it is said to have hung around 60 people, and that the area is filled with heaviness. Another notable building is the Ice House. 
So remember how I said in the Brumder Mansion that there was one tale of how they had to keep a guy on ice till they could sneak his body out? Yeah, yeah. Well, this ice house <laughs> was said to have housed several deceased people until there was room in the funeral home. Yeah, and this, this was a common practice in the back like, of the day. Yeah, get the beer behind the second dead dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's a tuna salad. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh yeah. Uh, oh my god. I, I would have to look this up and remember it the next time. Like this topic is brought up, but there was like a specific job where a dude brought a giant block of ice to the town. Yeah. And oh my god. By, yeah. uh, by a, a I railroad. Didn't know that. Yeah. And uh, oh yeah, this was like a, a town that was like a, a. It was basically like grown because of the railroad. Yeah. 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 Well, well, most towns were, you know. Uh, well, the machines to move the ice were fucking amazing. It's like a giant, like hook claw, uh-huh. and they would just hoist it up, and that fucking ice block would just be like. Wah-gah. Did it come from the ice farm? Well, cut straight from Antarctica, ma'am. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> <what> <laughs> <I'm> like, <"Whoa." laughs> well, no, uh, giant honestly, ice cube tray. I, well, no, honestly, I, I think it was uh, like one of the, uh, one of those type of things that was only seasonal right like so winter would come they would cut out ice blocks out of you know like the the lakes or whatever and then store them so that when you know time came they would sell them to you know bars and mm-hmm. so yeah it was it was an actual profession so i gotta look this up so that because i can sound smart then, next we used time to drink our beer but, hot and warm oh god like in frozen that was uh what was his name hans that was his job in Frozen. Y'all have never seen Frozen? To, to drink hot beer? No. Like oh. he, 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 oh, my gosh. Anyways. So, anywho's these people are said to still be at the ice house, and they, they don't like visitors. Ooh. So, uh, I'm curious. Does Is there an atmospheric change of, like, coldness? Because that would make sense. No, I don't know. They didn't mention that, but I would assume so. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, nice. Okay. So another unique story here is of a house that is said, if someone stands on the porch, they could become possessed. In the 1900s, a man supposedly possessed murdered his wife by shooting her and after realizing what he had done, did the same to himself. That seems like a... No, that seems just like every day. I was like, what, the murder suicide? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's because he was possessed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. I think it was just like, you didn't take out the trash. Oh, gosh, you I don't think it was that. You didn't wipe the moss off the rocks. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Or am I just projecting? Think you're projecting. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. That's when, that's when they say, I'll kill you, then I'll kill me. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Eva is very fearful because she knows I can make her disappear. Right. Don't and say that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, there's no way to help you if you incriminate yourself. Seriously. There's no crime if there's no body. Oh my gosh. Anywho's, and the last building I'll mention that I find the most interesting is simply called the Doll Hospital. What? Yes. As the name nice. implies, here is where all kinds of dolls are sent to be repaired from antiques to modern dolls. A popular story is of the company receiving a doll to be restored, but this certain doll was mischievous. So one worker claims to have been pushed down the stairs by something unseen. That's not mis... That's fucking evil. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) When, When she had gone to get supplies for the restoration, and while cleaning the face of the doll, they felt a sharp pain on their finger as they cleaned the doll's mouth. Ooh. Right? And... <laughs> yeah, no shit. Uh, so when closely inspected, the finger was actually bleeding. So while oh. in the store, the doll was said to move about at night and would appear somewhere else in the morning. Uh, so in conclusion, I'd love to go to Old Town Spring, Texas, but not with these gas prices. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, I really, really, really wish I could encounter like a haunted sex doll. <laughs> I don't know how that would work, man. I don't know either. But um, listeners, I do want to say that this was a very short, condensed version. Um, there is a very uh, thorough telling of this this town, and I'm trying to find. Oh, here we go. It's by a podcast that goes history goes bump, and it's like one of the two hundred. It's an episode in the 200s. They're already on episode 430, so you got some scrolling to do. 
But yeah, I really recommend it. It's over like an hour long and they're really going like building by building, describing like each haunting and uh, the current people that work and own in these buildings and the types of experiences they have. Nice. Yeah. And I didn't just want to go repeat everything from that podcast. I don't think I even pulled anything from that podcast. So so is it an abandoned town? It's or so, it's just an uninhabited town. It's an uninhabited town. But it still holds business. It holds businesses during the day, but just they no all... one lives in there. Exactly. Huh? Oh. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. yeah, that's pretty weird. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Eric, you're next. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was super excited about this one. So I decided to do The Mystery of Urkhammer, a town that uh, at the time was disappearing in front of witnesses' own eyes. Okay. Yeah, so I think I think you're going to really like this one because when I, I read it, uh, I, was, I was more intrigued by my other uh entries that i was going to do i i had mentioned that i to you that i was going to do centralia uh-huh. and this is the town that is currently on fire still oh still oh, for the underground right coal the, mine? the coal yeah. mine that's still burning Jesus. today uh and, they uh, have some of the oldest coal in that town like this coal is older than us like older than the dinosaurs it, it's it's like at the dawning of earth's creation that's wow. how old this coal is like I was gonna from say, the like, town or the town that's on fire no the town that's on me. fire yeah and like yeah uh, so I, I forgot what kind of coal it's called it it has a certain name and when you're reaching the town you you can't even go through it because you there's a chance you might fall through the ground oh yeah there was a kid that fell through the and and that's why i didn't cover this topic because it ended up just being a story of tragedy rather than one of like you know spookiness and stuff and there was a kid that fell into a a like a coal slurry uh like boiling coal slurry jesus christ luckily he survived and that was the kind of tipping point that uh actually Forced the government's hand into to doing something about it, Just but that that they was burn trash in the. It, yep, exactly. <laughs> That's how it started. Uh, they were they were going to celebrate their memorial day, and there was a local landfill. And to make it look nicer, they were like, "Well, let's start the landfill on fire to clean it up before our memorial day celebration." And uh, when they saw that there was smoke coming out of the mountain or like the hills. And the walls, they were like, "Oh shit, <laughs> we forgot there's cold down there." Yeah, and it, yeah, they and then even till this day, they cannot tell what seems started on fire. Jesus Christ! And because this coal, the the type, the nature of this coal, like it, it could burn for hundreds of years. Jesus. So yeah, it, it ended up there. Uh, so at the time of the documentary that I re- I I watched and read in twenty like thirteen or something, there was still eight. Uh, 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 residents in that town. Wow! But uh, as of today, this I fire couldn't tell you. Gonna kick us out? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was more of a tragedy because, uh, the, like like most circumstances, the government is always too late in acting and stuff. Uh, plenty of opportunities. Like a lot of people even said there was plenty of opportunities to stop it, but nothing was ever done. Well, dang. So I decided to go with Urkhammer, which is twice as interesting. Twice. Would you like to hear it? I would. All right. So, for years, people passed by the bustling burg of Urkhammer without giving it a second thought. Many people even drove through it, and there are rumors that transactions took place between tourists and the pale, mute Urkhammer Rovians. In 1928, the first ontological doubts about the town began when aerial photographers showed only empty fields where there should have been homes and streets and stores surrounded by farms and waving hills and fields of grain a week or so later a lost tourist had his uh speedster his car topped off at a gas station at urkhammer petro then two miles beyond the town's borders discovered that his tank was empty. Oh, shit. Understandably upset, he turned around and made the ride back to the town. Before long, he realized that he'd been driving for longer than he should have and came to a rolling stop after his car finally ran out of fuel. (laughs) With no other choice, he began to walk back, only to discover that, regardless of how far he walked, the town remained the same distance ahead of him. 
Fortunately for him, another driver stopped to pick him up after an hour or two. He relayed his story to the bewildered listener. When he finished with his story, the man informed him that he was a longtime local and there was no town of Urkhammer and he had just been in that direction and saw nothing. He helped them fill the car's fuel and then left, leaving the tourist shaken and mentally confused so much so he checked himself into the Alpine Sanitarium. Oh, wow. More reports started coming in from people driving past the town. They claimed the place has been abandoned and investigations revealed rows of houses without occupants. Others claimed that they watched the town evaporate into thin air. In 1929, the Davenport Clarion Sun-Telegraph newspaper published both stories. Doubtlessly, there would have been a strong public reaction, and not the story that appeared in the same issue of the paper as the Wall Street stock market crash. In the following week's editions, and this was one that uh, was right before this, this, uh, this newspaper actually shut down, and it's an important fact to note because there was an actual letter that a a local from Urkhammer actually wrote in and said, yes, I live here. I am from here. The town is real. But when the, the newspaper closed down, mm -hmm. that article was forever lost. And so was the letter. Go. So uh, and that's where I'm going to get into this. Uh, Right here. Uh, so there was a strong protest from an apparent resident of Urkhammer, a certain Fatima Morgana, disputing the ap apparent non-existence of the town and relating her life story. There is a school teacher, an anti-saloonling activist, but her letter to the editor was lost in the, you know, like like I said, the plant closing and the the stories of stockbrokers, suicides. Mm -hmm. So everything got pushed off to the side. And uh, this, just all of that during the stock market crash kind of just made that kind of yeah. get overlooked. So rumors of uh, our non-existence have been greatly exaggerated, for which they were sued by the estate of the late Samuel Clemens. I don't know who that is. Really? Yeah. Should it? Should Should I know? Yes, it's a it's a surname. Clemens. Of a famous writer. Jim. And holy shit, I cannot remember his name right now. Oh. Cut. <laughs> I was going to say Jermaine. Jermaine Clement from Flight of the Concords. <laughs> oh my god, I cannot. Oh, Mark Twain. Mark Twain sued that newspaper. Oh shit. So, more legitimacy to to prove that this, you know, these things are are real, right? That this okay. town is real. Okay. So Urkhammer remained undisturbed throughout the 30s and, the, and 1931. Passerbyers still waved at children playing in the backyards as they passed on Route 41. Although there was little traffic now, and much of it was by horse-drawn wagon, as farmers attempted to save their old homesteads by traveling to large cities to vend their wares. But disaster struck in 32 when a convoy of Illinois farmer families fleeing the ruins of their Dust Bowl farms for California decided to spend the night on the outskirts of Urkhammer. Two of these wandering souls pulled the camp's meager store of pennies and nickels and went into town to purchase necessary supplies. There was, there was always a risk of entering towns since illies like Okies were rumored to be thieves as well as va vagabonds and were not welcomed by townspeople. The men plotted the general store, even pausing for a moment to check the gasoline prices on the pumps outside before entering. And imagine how surprised they were when they were unable to mount the stairs leading to the store. Their feet passed through the lowest most step as through a cloud. Convinced that this was some sort of plot to prevent outsiders from shopping at the store, they attempted to scale the steps using an old board found nearby. This time, their foot passed through both board and step. What the fuck? Terrified, the men ran back to their nomadic camp and reported that they had seen only to be accused of spending their group's hard-gotten money on illegal booze and hooch <laughs> rather than on beans and bacon. But they displayed the money and challenged others in the camp to try to, the same experiment. A group of a dozen men, some armed, went back to the general store and lo and behold, had the same eerie experience. The cavern covered its fires and decamped with all deliberate speed. 
but the story quickly circulated, and soon a group of state police were ordered to investigate the phenomenon. They went to Urkhammer Sheriff's Office to confer converse and otherwise uh, hobnob with their brother law enforcement officials. The group's leader approached the office of the this guardian of the peace and attempted to knock on the door, only to see his hand pass through the thick oak as though it were merely painted. Their report began to gradually decline of Oric Hammer. It became less substantial with every passing day, and passerbyers noted the absence of children playing at the fir- uh, at, in their backyards, sidewalks, and streets. Next, the growing seediness of the houses and barns looking abandoned and dilapidated. Then, on May 7, 1932, Phineas Bomf, an immigrant farmer, passed by at dawn with his cargo of produce and what did he see? Nothing. Where the town had once stood were only abandoned fields and long rotted fences. Huh. A cast iron bathtub, used long ago as a water as watering for livestock, sat alone in a field of weeds, the sole relic of hu- of the human presence. Urkhammer was no more. Many years later, a gypsy caravan camped on the site, but left abruptly. The Ottoman of the group I can't pronounce his name, Baxtalo, told a Roma-friendly neighboring city councilman that the place was saturated with the tears of the dispossessed and with the despair of those who had never been born or named. Oh, gosh. And that's the story of our camera. Wow. I've never heard of that. (laughs) Wow. I love it. Uh, That's kind of sad. So a lot of people like to put a lot of claim into the fact that this may be a uh, another case of the Mandela effect. That is how they're trying to explain this story away, is all these circumstances of people believing that they had experienced the newspaper articles and all this stuff are just remembering something that really never happened. Really? Yes. That's... No, that's like a that's got to be like a total mind fuck. (laughs) That's crazy. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Hey, honey, I got you a souvenir from uh, what was the name of the town? Our camera. Our camera. It's gonna love it. Amazing. She's like, oh, you're fucking cool. And you open the trunk. There's nothing in there. He's all, where's the shot glass? (laughs) I wish I could do that with my marriage. Anyways, (laughs) Jesus Christ. One day she's gonna listen. And I'm just going to end up with a stab. <laughs> the next day. I mean, the next podcast, you're like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we'll refrain from the wife jokes. But until then, I'll let it rip. Yes. <laughs> I have no fear. Oh, gosh. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, that was a good one. Yeah, that really yeah. was. I feel like that would be like a really cool comic uh, just to like see... Like it's slowly disappearing and whatnot, yeah. or a Twilight Zone episode. Yeah, and and like I said, people had claimed to have driven by this town for many years and see like inhabitants and even like interact with them. And like like I said at the top of the story, you know, people had said that they had you what know, if the town is there, but it's like in one of those like uh, oh, like ooh, a time thingy. Yeah, like one of those uh, parallel yeah, vortex portal nice. things. You know, and and so. Uh, going back to our internet lore, which was the last episode, I hope everyone listened and enjoyed it. Uh, it's gonna be wild. So that is that is technically the um, what what do I what, how how do I want to say it? Like that is the account of the back rooms. Um, you're clipping out of reality, yeah, and that's where you're falling into. So like you're clipping out of the matrix, and you're going into like um, a subfolder. You know, like that. That's what that's explained. Maybe so, we'll do an episode on the back rooms because that sounds fun too. <laughs> I, I don't know what that is. Oh, it'll be fun. Oh, okay. <laughs> Anyways, that's what you want to hear when someone says the back rooms, and I'm like, I, I don't know. Trust me, it's gonna be fun. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, do I need to take money? <laughs> oh, Anyways, all right, Jesus, you are up next. Oh, yeah, that is true. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. Is... I'm here. <laughs> I thought I was an Urk Hammer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You've just been Urk Hammered. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's that meme with all the dudes. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that should be like the next thing, like instead of getting ghosted. You've been Urk Hammered. <laughs> From now on, <laughs> that's what we're going to refer to. Yeah. <laughs> 
All right. Well, I am actually covering uh, Port Luck, Alaska. Oh, yeah. You touched on this one a little bit. Yes. Yes, I did. Because um, I heard some, like, small facts about it. And I was all like, that's fucking weird. And then, uh, then I dove into it a little more. And I was like, that's a lot fucking weird. And then I actually was like, let me hear some of the history. And I was like, that's big fucking weird. Like, whoa. <laughs> So, um, some say that uh, William Defoe's member is big fucking weird. Yeah, that's, fucking God. that's what they call it. Uh, BF, no, what is it? BFW, BFW, <laughs> weird. So, uh, Port Luck, yes, it is. I guess let me set it up. So, it's Alaska, um, it's geographically set against uh, hills, mountains, and then uh, a lake. So it's got a little bit of everything. It's abundant in uh, salmon, uh, wildlife, uh, every single resource that you can think of. It's a perfect place to set up a city. And that's what they did. They set up a city uh, there. So, of course, there were natives before. And uh, Nathaniel Portluck of the Royal British Navy showed up. In, uh, and I said, y'all don't live here no more. Yeah, oh in about uh, 1786. <laughs> And uh, that's what where it said that, you know, the name was changed from whatever indigenous name that they had to Port Luck. And, uh, you know, kind of started inhabiting it. Um, we were here first. Yeah. But funny story is that it was mainly inhabited by uh, Russian immigrants. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you mentioned yes. that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's mainly inhabited by uh, uh, Russian immigrants uh, and natives, of course. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, you know, 1900s, uh, they actually built a cannery where... Uh, What's a cannery? So, you make canned goods there. Where yeah. cans oh, for that, okay. uh, you know, last up to five years, maybe more, if oh. properly stored correctly. Uh, so, it starts booming. Boom. 1900s cannery. Okay. Booming. Okay. Hell yeah, cannery. But, at this point, uh, Port Luck, Alaska is not really recognized by the U.S. It's still like a territory. It's not like part of anything okay so you know there's no status in it but it's booming and thriving ways catch the attention of the u.s and obviously yeah and in 1921 they go you guys really got something going on we're gonna give you a post office <laughs> which is something back then that was not light like they didn't yeah. just put a post office anywhere it legitimized it yes it was like yeah. bam you guys are you guys are on the way to the tippy top, yeah. you know, and like you said, I mean, with the post office, it came with the zip code and area yeah, code yeah. So and like, all that. So they were, yeah, brother. They, they were looking like, okay, they, this is gonna for sure become like a, a city. Like, like, there's no way. So of course, the cannery is going on. Russian immigrants they are setting up. Everybody has work. Everybody has uh, building materials because there's just like trees galore. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, even if they're, they're using the natural you know environment around them yeah food you can go hunting there's all this wildlife this is the own little slice of garden of eating up there yeah it sounds like if it was never touched it'd still be like that <laughs> it, it actually still is like that oh okay but we'll get to that later <laughs> well, i was trying to be anti-government oh. <laughs> so uh yeah uh of course every now and then you know you'd hear tales of like Something out in the wilderness, something kind of weird. But it wasn't until the 1930s that stuff really started to get extra kind of creepy. Not super creepy, but just a little bit extra. <laughs> you know? Okay. It's like finding that uh, that onion ring in your, your fries. Oh, nice. That's, That's a good example. Thing. Yeah. That not, is a perfect not, example. Not too crazy, but you're like, huh. Yeah, hell yeah. It's a pleasant surprise. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, hell oh, yeah. Okay. Shit, yeah. I'm always surprised when I get those things. Yeah, yeah. So, um, this pleasant surprise is uh, people are starting to go missing. Oh, oh shit. Fuck. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's not what I want. People are starting to disappear. This doesn't seem like a good onion ring. It seems like you got a jalapeno <laughs> or something. I mean. You got a bomber? In the eye of the beholder, some people will be like, oh, yeah, I like those. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so um, people are starting to go missing. And uh, it's a small, isolated area. So they can't really go anywhere. So they're kind of going out to find these people. And yeah, uh, yeah. 
They're fighting these people in pieces. Ooh. Ooh. No. And not like, uh, you know, like Jeffrey Dahmer, you know. Like, these are pieces that look like they've been, like, ripped. Ooh. Okay. Mangled. And uh, they're like bears? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. Maybe. Yeah. They're kind of freaking out about that. They're like bears. Whatever. It's wild, you know. We're out here in the wild. That's yeah, what's gonna happen. Yeah. These are Russian immigrants, so they're like bad, probably bad, <laughs> big fucking bad, <laughs> you know. So they're people missing, whatever it's going on, kind of freaking them out. Not enough to cause big time commotion, but the newspapers just fucking went crazy with it, like fucking Johnny fucking Johnny Russian dude is fucking missing, found hand. <laughs> Uh, you know, such and such lady went out hunting. Boom, never seen yeah, her again. Yeah. With my luck, me and Eva would be like the last people to go missing. <laughs> yeah, you know, it happens sometimes. <laughs> sometimes, you know, the spookiness doesn't get to you till later. Uh, <laughs> it just leaves me in hell. Yeah, and it, it, you know, nineteen thirty. Listen and slap you. <laughs> um, people are missing. It isn't up until this one <coughs> crucial event i want to say a little bit going towards the end of the the 1930s that a, a missing miner who was at work and just kind of like was in the camp kind of just walked off and like he disappeared and they're like where'd this guy go like we're still working so they sent out a search party <laughs> and they find the dude but this dude's been smashed to death oh, oh shit okay. not like a little bit like violently okay what by, is a little bit smashed? Like, like let's say, like oh, like I fell, I fell off a cliff, or like um, a boulder fell on me. That sounds oh, okay. like a lot. Right. Yeah, <laughs> that, see, that that sounds like that would be smashed, right? That would be like oh, I got smashed by a car, I got smashed by a boulder. But this guy got <laughs> obliterated, like Mortal Kombat uh, fatality type what? thing. And they were like, "What the fuck did this?" And they find what did it. It was a piece of mining equipment with covered in blood, which is about like 10 to 15 feet away from him. So there's no way the dude like fell on it yeah, or like it yeah. tipped over and like fell on him because it, his it, body's like way completely far. It, it almost sounds like it was thrown at him. No. So it was picked up yeah. like a blunt object and smashed on him. Oh, but shit. It would take about six eight grown men to just kind of move it let alone assault someone with it so we've got a really strong sasquatch situation here uh, no it's upset. not a, it's not a sasquatch oh no sasquatches are not violent ma'am anyway so that happens and they're like what the fuck I'm like what did that so they they're just freaked the fuck out so events start to happen more and more frequently so these Russian immigrants are like, let's not go out at all. Let's just stay stay in the house. Yeah, Drink yeah, vodka, yeah. eat salmon. Sounds Happy. like a plan. <laughs> yeah, and they do. They do. They adapt to it perfectly. They know fog, no, fuck that. Stay in. Yeah. Dark, fuck that. Stay in. Go out and parties, blah, blah. So they stay in. They're, you said that there was even like PSAs, right? Yeah, yeah. They were like, hey, you know, like fucking, you know, don't they tell each other. Like, don't fucking don't go out in the wilderness by yourself. Don't yeah, be brave. Yeah. You know, yeah, stay the fuck inside. Yeah, and they, they did that. They would go to work, come home, stay inside, happy. Um, <laughs> um, and they would report that when they would go hunting in groups, they would feel like there was menacing looks coming. And they would see shapes of people yeah. in the forest kind of just like standing begrudgingly looking at them and oh, then they shit. would kind of like turn around and go but they they would never be able to like to get an actual view like, of what it was but it yeah, looked yeah. humanoid don't like that Ooh. so the natives of course right away were like it's a fuck i'm gonna butchers uh in a in a took i think i have no I, idea I, I think that's what it's called it's basically uh a people taker that's what it's called oh okay okay um so that's what they started well, shit he didn't take that one poor guy he smashed him to death <laughs> well i mean he, he took his life i guess <laughs> yeah you know? okay yeah um then as people were fishing they were finding extreme amounts of body parts floating in the river what, what the fuck yeah like they had been like fucking mauled 
And like they were like, uh fuck. Beer tap. <laughs> Sorry, we're about to open a beverage. Yeah. Yeah. Whose body parts are these? Uh, the people that have been gone missing. Oh yeah. gosh. And uh freaking out, you know, uh a weird howling, but not like wolf howling, but like yeah. what a person would howl. That was like totally fucking insane. Uh, looming shadows. They can hear stuff out in the forest, the wilderness. Ooh. They're freaking the fuck out. So I know what you're thinking. You'd fucking get out of there. Well, the Russians don't. They're like, you know, we stay, we work, we drink vodka, we stay in the house. Fucking, yeah. we'll be okay. <laughs> this is life. Yeah. Up until 1943, where uh, John Mayer, Meyer was out with his dogs hunting. Uh-huh. And as is hunting, you know, do 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 do, walking around, he feels something grab him from the back of his fucking neck and start beating the shit out of him. And he, with his own dog, no, like the dogs oh. were, were out <laughs> oh, retreating okay. or whatever. So like, like they, they got him, and he just he felt it, just savagely beaten. And as the dogs heard his heard his cries for help, they came running back. And the barking and the the ravageness of the dog scared this thing off. Okay. And as okay. he fell over from his injuries, he was able to actually see something fleeing back into the forest, which oh, he described no. as a giant hairy man. Oh shit! Told you okay. it was the squatch. The squatch. <laughs> so he's the only person to survive long enough to give an account long enough because he, he died because of the injuries oh, oh okay shit. so Damn. they treated him and like he told him big fucking hairy dude beat the fuck out of me and then <laughs> like hours later he died um and after that they were like that's what it fucking is um and after that spread around the town the natives heard about it and said yeah that's what it is you know that's what we told yeah. you it was <laughs> yeah and uh, one of the locals, who was a child at the time, uh, Milana Helen Kale, who still gives, uh, or I don't know if now, but started giving more interviews and kind of like telling what the day-to-day life was in the town, saying, like, yes, my parents would always keep us inside. Um, you know, we, we weren't allowed to go out. They just went to work. We stayed in. And then I just remember one day as a small child, we just they just picked up all our shit that we were able to get with our hands and then just yeah. booted it downstream to another town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which in that time is very weird because so in those days, whenever you would move, you would take all the wood and uh, well, all like your resources from, yeah. from the house and just kind of just resettle wherever you're going right right because you know it was still good pliable stuff so you would just move it yeah yeah but they were like fuck that we just gotta get out of here <laughs> that's just an account that she has from it yeah yeah so there was an incident in between that 1943 john you know bloody beating to the 1950s where everybody in that cannery had an incident with something that was that came out of the wilderness and kind of startled them that they saw that caused everybody in the factory to leave the town. Not the town people, but just the people that were working in the factory that saw something. Mm-hmm. Essentially halting production for about a year. Oh, oh wow. shit. But the factory understanding what was going on was able to coax them back into going to work. Oh shit. <laughs> it better have been with money, shit. Well, there were money, and they're probably like, "We got this dude walking around with a stick out here." So, or, you know, some some fucking weird shit that they probably lied to him about. More vodka. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, with this heavy machinery. <laughs> yeah. So they go back, uh, and it just fucking amps up even more. Oh my god. Uh, people are getting taken now left and right. Uh, oh shit! Yeah, like it's just it turns into like a fucking essentially a bloodbath that the natives are like, <laughs> yeah, he's 
yeah, he used to be human. They, they start telling him he used to be he used to live with humans. Mm-hmm. And I think at some point there's a there's a lore where he used to be human, but then he turned into like this half beast, half man thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he lived with the, the the elders, and then he's like, you know what, fuck people, I'm just gonna go to this area which is Portluck, and I want to be left alone. Yeah, and they're slowly encroaching in this territory. So I, I think it's what they basically were saying was a territorial dispute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they they don't see more than one, but it's just like this one giant hairy monstrous thing that towards the end or the crescendo of this between the the 1940s they were starting to go try to find these farmers and, and fucking workers and they were seeing trees just ripped out of the fucking ground oh shit like not little trees but like big fucking trees ripped out of the ground turned upside down and slammed back into the ground yeah god and yeah so the, the look that's a, so just imagine going out there and just seeing an upside down tree 1930s, in the ground. 1930s, and you've seen trees, like, not all of them, but just random trees just pulled up, slammed down, and you're like, well, that it wasn't a tornado. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the tree didn't just fall. Yeah. So, again, word starts to fucking spread, and around 1949, the whole town, the consensus said, fuck this <laughs> we're out and they moved downstream yeah yeah smart unfortunately oh shit po- it followed him the postmaster was not unable <gasps> to leave oh no <laughs> that's right so the one employee running the post office was told by the u.s you cannot officially renounce your post and this is like early 19 1949 like it was like it's thought of it had to have been like you know towards the ends of the 1940s so everybody left and he was the only one there for like about a year and a half <laughs> oh my god in the whole fucking town and his stories of like what he witnessed the fucking creepy Ooh, shit, shit. The, the banging against the fucking post office and all the creepy walk-ins and you could hear he was just like fuck damn it that is so cool uh he i think was actually released no, so I think he was released like 1951, maybe 1952, where they were like, yeah, you can go. Sorry, we forgot about you. <laughs> but he was eventually like, okay, you can go. Um, and they did try to re-inhabit it again <laughs> a few couple of times. Uh, but it wasn't territory. It was territory. So it wasn't like a, it wasn't owned by anybody if i if you know what that means like it's just territory okay like, so okay anybody could go into it you know what i mean yeah Kinda like, yeah, yeah yeah i guess so, it's like uh undisputed land or something yeah, yeah like, like un- you know so people can live there but it it didn't belong like nobody claimed it yeah there was no governing body yeah. over it hmm. also i looked it up it's called a nantanak nantanak there you go so you think that's where it fucking ends right <laughs> no, that's not where it fucking is. <laughs> so, um, in the night, so people were still ending up there by accident. Oh shit! Because <laughs> you know it, it's it's a it's a lush fucking area. It's it's not. Uh, I think the the native name for it translates to like land of the good land. Okay. Okay. And um, so in the nineteen seventies. This group of hunter fishermen were like on like a little trip, and the weather turned so terrible that when they were on in this, you know, waving through the waters, they were like, "Fuck, we're you know, we need to stop here." And they yeah. end up in oh, poor luck. You know, there's that scenes, sounds like a tales from the crypt. That was the, the 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 buildings, and they were like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> like, uh. so they're like, you know what? It's cool. We'll <laughs> let the weather go down. We've got guns. <laughs> we got they had like you know it's the 70s so they got their watches they got stuff they're like you know we'll just wait the weather out they put up their tents they cook some fucking meals they they recant how they're like yeah like, we'll, we'll wash the fucking pans and we'll put them in a certain area just so the fucking bears in case it would you know the tails of this place were like a bear or whatever the fuck it was or as my russian friends would say big fucking bear you know they, they're trying to avoid 
any of that. Mm-hmm. And um, so they're kind of all like, yeah, during the day eating, whatever, doing their thing. And then once night starts to fall, they kind of start talking to each other and they're like kind of a little freaked out. And they're all a little bit ashamed by it, but they're like, uh, <laughs> the weather's fucking terrible. They're in this like little makeshift camp and they're just like, uh, but they were all going to sleep in the same area. So, and they had guns. So they're like, you know what? That's cool. It will be all right. The illusion of safety. Yeah, they're like, it's the 1970s, you know, groovy. What's going to (laughs) happen? So they end up falling asleep in the night. And the guy telling the story says, yeah, I remember, you know, we were a little freaked out. We laughed about it. And we're like, oh, yeah, whatever. And I remember passing out. And maybe like an hour to an hour and a half after passing out, I feel something grab my ankle. And I startled right away, start to kind of look around, and uh, I light up my super 70s cool light-up watch. And, you know, that that's, <laughs> oh, that's what illuminates the, the, the inside tent. And he sees his friend fucking freaked out in terror, and he puts his finger over his mouth, like, giving the shh. And, like, he points to his ear to listen. And you can, he says, you can hear something outside just... <laughs> oh, shit. Just, in the snow. No, the, in the, the wilderness. Like, it's oh, tricky. Okay. leaves crunching. This, these, this thing sounds fucking huge. And it doesn't sound like it's on, like, you know, like, trotting or on four legs. He's like, we can clearly hear this is like a, a, a bipedal creature. Like, yeah, it's a yeah. long gate. No, like, it's just stomping the outside. Like, yeah. Like, Sal, when he gets, like, fucking, you know, too much candy. He's <laughs> Super just, Saiyan. Yeah, he's just <laughs> stomping out there. And they're all freaking out. Nobody wants to say anything. And they can hear it fucking hitting up against the tent and brushing up against it kind of like looking at it and uh they're fucking shit in their fucking pants and it maybe 15 20 minutes and just you hear it going back into the wilderness they end up passing back out wake up the second day the weather's still fucking terrible yeah and they're like fuck like you know what okay Maybe it was just a fucking bear, you know. It was like smelling the food that we had made. We'll just be a little bit more careful. Yeah. Well, we'll, well, we got guns. <laughs> so the second day fucking happens, yeah. and same thing. As soon as nightfall happens, a couple hours into the night, this fucking thing comes back, starts fucking slapping them on the ground. You can hear it brushing up against their tent. They're fucking shitting bricks, but nobody wants to react to this. Yeah, yeah. They're like, fuck. Is just gonna go away or whatever and sure enough no reaction from it going and like you know stomping around nothing comes nothing out nothing like aggressive towards them well I mean it's aggressively outside you know circling well, I mean like but it's, it's it's like a stalking prey right well, like it's, it's, I guess trying to elicit a, a response oh okay I get what you're saying I get and what you're saying they're they're thinking okay so if we don't make a noise like we did the first night it'll hopefully go away if not we got guns yeah. And sure enough, it goes away. And like, you know, the third night, the guys are like, if it fucking comes back again this time, you know, we'll fucking oh, this time, we're really going to fucking <laughs> shoot this guy with these guns. <laughs> and they all made a consensus. If this fucking thing comes back again this night, we're going to fucking shoot it with our guns. <laughs> you know, they're just like really fucking adamant about it. They're like, this is, this is too much. Like, yeah. we're 70s men. This is not how we're treated. <laughs> and, uh, Nothing happens on the third night. <laughs> okay. But there's a lot more creepy shit than the uh, Enotuk. Enoch? Oh, yeah. I already <laughs> I already took, closed my Google yeah, page. Yeah. Uh, Enotuk? So, Nantanuk? Nantanuk. Yeah. It is so, <laughs> it's not like my sister saying a cock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's like you swear she does that. I don't. I swear to fucking God. <laughs> Anyways. So, yeah. To add to the exquisiteness of port luck. Okay. Aside from this giant, fucking strong ass, half man, half hairy wood creature, there is a ghost of a woman that comes out full banshee form and starts wailing. Oh, La Llorona. No, not crying, <laughs> wailing. There's a difference between a sobbing woman and a screeching lady. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I'll agree with that. Uh, yeah, so 
Like, you just offended my sister. Did you just see that, like, corner look? Yeah, because, I mean, a weeping lady and a screeching lady are two different things. (laughs) A crying baby and a screeching baby are two different (laughs) beasts. Anyways. That that simple 7-Up got you feeling some type of way. (laughs) It must be alcoholic. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 20% alcohol. Uh, (laughs) uh, But, yeah, so that's another one of the exquisiteness of it. Uh, from uh, Portluck, that's also been reported there. Then, of course, that incident after they got back to the civilized world kind of sparked up another like, oh shit, Portluck, yeah, yeah, like an interest in it and stuff, yeah. So, of course, a couple of dumbasses started kind of like going like, let's go, oh, and they had bad shit. experiences. They were driven back. Um, in the 1980s, the U.S. government made an attempt to repopulate it. By putting it as a census, pro census area. So if you go, uh, they were gonna pay you money. That oh, I get, shit. yeah. So I get what you're saying. Failed fucking completely. <laughs> <laughs> so you're telling Americans they get free land and you pay them just so, to start a fucking city. What's the catch? There's a fucking hairy giant fucking dude walking around ripping people's fucking arms and beating the yeah. shit out of you with them. And Man. a screeching lady if you move farther further down to the cliffs. Yep, sounds like my 20s. So, failed. Finally, they decided to dissolve it. They said in the 1980s, they said, fuck it. Okay, cool. Blah, blah. Yeah. Late 1980s, going to the 90s, the last chilling event was of a, a older hunter that happened to stumble into that fucking area. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, and was like, I'm not too familiar with the story, but I, I heard tidbits of it, but he was like beaten bit by something. And uh, so, fuck, I wish I could remember what it, what the exact stuff what of it was that sparked the, the, that was the thing that like sparked the fucking interest with it. Because yeah. they sent a, from surrounding areas, they send like EMTs that like it's the fucking eighties going yeah. into the 90s. So like everybody's like, oh cool, you know, like they're, yeah, they're yeah, yeah. with it. And uh they get the old man, they're rushing him to a place to fucking treat his wounds and fucking trust to get him to live. And the, you know, the EMS there they're like, you know, old man, you're gonna be cool, you're gonna be alright, bro. It's fucking nineteen eighties, we got fucking Pepsi, fucking whatever. <laughs> Pepsi clear. Yeah, we're, we're gonna fucking, we're gonna rock your world. MTV's gonna be cool at the hospital. <laughs> and this fucking old dude just fucking grabs the fucking responder and tells him, did, did it bother you? And he's like, uh, and knowing exactly what he's talking about, he's like, yeah, we heard it. He goes, did, did it, did it hurt you? And he was like, no. And he goes, it chased my brother down too. Oh. And that was like, I don't know any further if the dude died or lived, but like that's <laughs> as far from it as I heard. And like, that is the uh, port look. Uh, the natives are really like, uh, don't fucking go down there, <laughs> you know. And yeah, yeah. If you think about it, up to this fucking day, it's not inhabited. There's some very few actual pictures of it, and there's like a couple of like buildings, the last buildings that have like lasted to right now like 20 i think 2012 is like the last time somebody took actual pictures of it yeah or like uploaded them or and something it's like yeah very fucking like people don't really go over there <laughs> and like people that do are like yeah we're not going back over there <laughs> so i mean i don't know what you would call it because if it was it would turn into like fucking uh the zag baggins museum where like people would be going like every fucking day and like this is the most dangerous haunted ghost fucking place to go. <laughs> Bro. 20 bucks to get in. You might no die. Shit. And you're like, yeah, fucking out of yeah. pain for the shit that I do. But people that actually go, they're like, yeah, we're not fucking going back. Uh, yeah. And they could live there, really. You could set up shop there. You have wood, you have game, natural Resources game to hunt on. You have everything. a stream, which is like, and you have fresh water. Yes. You have all of it to set up and like, live nobody <laughs> nobody and because you can't it's just you either get the fucking giant hairy dude that's gonna beat the fuck out of you yeah. or you get the the screeching lady you know shit I, i'm saying like i i've heard many a screeching lady back in my day when i used to be a beast man <laughs> yeah that, that they're the whoever lives there is the <laughs> caught between that uh <laughs> that bad relationship that they had <laughs> 
he tears up that part of the thing and she screeches at him. <laughs> they don't know that they're just going into a bad relationship that happened 20,000 years ago or something. Oh, man. All right. But yeah, that, that's that's my that, wrap on it. That's for, a good yeah, one. Yeah, hell yeah. This is a good episode. I like this one. Yeah. Yeah, we we didn't get no Jeffy voices. So. Yeah. No, oh, God. <laughs> that's a win. That was a, yeah, that was a, a dark time in my life. <laughs> You know, I was going around real angry at life, just doing Jeffy voices at everything in traffic. You know, it was breaking through reality. It really was. It was like, oh God, I hope this doesn't become a, an extra personality in my psyche. You Jeffy know. don't lie. Yeah, like I was like, I don't want that to be like I'm fucking at a restaurant and they fuck up my order and then it Jeffy comes in and like. <laughs> I'm my face. No, don't look at me. I'm ugly. Oh my god. The flare gun. I have one scar. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Anyways, okay guys, well, thank you for listening to our stories today. If you have any suggestions for future episodes, send them into let's chat paranormal at gmail.com or send them into our Instagram or our Facebook. Um, yeah, if you just come across something that you think is really fucking cool and creepy, just Oh yeah. yeah send yeah, it to yeah. us. We, we want to get fucking weird out too oh, yeah but in a non uh a weird way i don't want to hear about any like tentacle porn or anything weird like that <laughs> like, let's let's be a little bit more uh yeah yeah <laughs> specific on this. there there's like a whole category of slender man like erotica yeah oh, we're no Jesus. no erotica guys we just you know we want to keep it regular creepy no jeffies please <laughs> um Anyways. Big beautiful toes, though. Those are always welcome. <laughs> I cut all of that out. <laughs> <laughs> She's all, they don't know what you're yeah, talking I about. I was about, about to about. say, yeah, the, the, the veil that's put over our public, sorry. Future Patreon take, uh, content. Yeah, I think we'll call it Take the the Blue Pill, or what, what does Neo take? <laughs> the Blue Pill, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Take the Blue Pill and come with me and Eric to the real, somewhere where... Uh, the machines. <laughs> Jen, don't hide the truth from you. Oh my god. Oh, they were th nobody wants to listen to twenty minutes of us talking about Salma Hayek's toes and Do they? Jennifer but Tilly. That's what I'm saying is like, yeah, you know, she is y'all's matrix. She keeps oh. she keeps the y'all in in she line. Yeah. We're she the, keeps order. Yeah, we're the, the error programming. Oh my god. She I can still see Fucking Quentin Tarantino just whoop. Oh my god. Yeah, I let go of my toe, Quentin. <laughs> Jesus. Oh my god, I can't I can't break. I can't break. Okay. Okay. All okay. right. Well so anyways. Suck the pain off of that red toe. Ew. <laughs> anyways. Again, thank you for listening this far. Um It'd be cool if like Quentin's like a listener, he's like, Yeah, I did. Suck the oh shit out of that toe. <laughs> anyways, um, Again, thank you, you only for saw listening. two minutes, but her toe, her toe was pruny when I Ew. was talking with it. What is it? First line cinema was like, the, you did the uh, the director's cut, but you have 20 minutes of your sucking the toe. We can't put that in there, Quentin. Nobody's going to buy that DVD. So 20 we're minutes of this, Gremlin Man. We're, we're, put, we're putting this out there. That's why I'm forcing my sister to hold off on the, mm -hmm. the we outro. Just, we just got a fucking email from Quentin. Do you guys want to see it? <laughs> Oh, it's man, that real. Would be so okay. Dope. All right. Thanks, guys, for listening in. We love you. Jen make sure come, make sure to stay hydrated. Um, I don't know. To, this weekend's Easter, so if you celebrate Easter, I hope you have a safe Easter. Yes, praise the Stara. What? Or, or yeah. Anywho's. Um, if you don't, well, I just hope you have a good week and be safe. Bye. Bye bye.